back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlon joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we this week? Well, we are doing great. I will speak for you. Well, maybe I shouldn't speak for you. I'm doing great. Uh, what a weekend. Uh, this might be the best sports, one of the best sports weekends of the year. I mean, I would throw it up there with... You know, first weekend of March Madness. If we have it this year, uh, <laughs> it was it was that good. Where I was uh, basically for ten hours a day for two days. Um, we had meaningful playoff football on, and for the most part, they were entertaining and uh, interesting games. Yeah, I think um, when this was passed through last week and you can, we can check the tape. I'm pretty sure I poo-pooed having another another playoff team in. Not realizing that it would give us these two glorious days of full days of NFL football yeah. um, an extra weekend. So I will go back to pass self, slap him in the face. Yeah, get him. Um, yeah, let him know that this was in, in indeed made for a great sports weekend. Can't wait for this to be the you know, obviously going forward uh, looking forward to what is they call it? super play, super wild card weekend. Yeah, super wild card. Super wild, just wild card weekend. Anyway. We're at super wild card weekend. Yeah, and it was good because football was on. It was meaningful. Some games were better than others, and we'll talk about it. But yeah. at the end of the day, we had two full days of football. And we're gonna have to do it again tomorrow night because tomorrow night's the national championship. I didn't yeah. put that in here anywhere. But, oh, crap. Uh, yeah, we should probably talk about that. <laughs> might, might talk about that. So <laughs> if you throw that in, you know, roll that into the weekend, um, what a, yeah, what a, what an entertaining weekend. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, but before we get to all that, Marlo, yeah. we got to talk about our Badgers, and we're going to talk about on the basketball court. Uh, on only one game wood. this week. Um, I guess the other game would have been Sunday, uh, which we would have talked about last week. But <clears throat> only one this game, one game this week. Uh, with a double overtime win against Indiana. Uh, I, I guess just going through the flow of the game, at halftime I felt like we were up, what, four at halftime, f- five at halftime. I felt like, okay, we got this team where we want them. We got this Indiana team where we want them. And you know, we're at some point in the second half going to go on a run and we're going to salt them away. Boy, was I wrong, and it was Indiana who went on the run, and Wisconsin's defense kind of fell asleep in, I guess, I would say the first three quarters of the second half. is very reminiscent of the Maryland game. Yes. Uh, the, only, the only small difference was uh, it was the big man, uh, Jackson Davis from Indiana, getting the points as opposed to the guards, but it was still the same kind of motion, right? It was still yeah. a, a player going banana kind of, Yep, into the lane, having space to help defense not being there, either the rotation slow or they're too married to the to the three-pointer. But it was very reminiscent of the Maryland uh, game there. But in the end, Wisconsin ended up pulling out uh, behind, I'd say, heroics of Demetric Trice, uh, which we'll talk about uh, in detail in a moment. But uh, and Wisconsin holds on to win in double overtime. Uh, where do you want to start, Marlo? Um, what is going on? In the Kohl Center is, and I know there's no fans, right? Yeah. And that's going to change it. But and because of this, no fans. I didn't. I guess I don't realize. Well, we've had two road games. We've had, anyways. I guess we've I had a couple no, road games. Yeah. I guess I just noticed this with Maryland and Indiana. It seems like 
They come into Cole Center. That team brings their own energy, acting like a bunch of crazy, but bringing their own energy off the bench, right? Yeah. They're running around. They're being loud. They're high-fiving. Um, and for some reason, like this Indiana team, the Maryland team, for all intents and purposes, came in not playing well. Indiana yep. actually came in playing well, but you know, for all intents and purposes, their body of work doesn't say they're a good team. Right. Um, At least to what we expect Wisconsin to be. Right, exactly. And so what is like they're coming into the into the Kohl Center and them are the Badger just having trouble trying to match the intensity, trying to match uh or did they just crack the code like you were talking about, or they just need to run this this uh, you know, these these curl cuts in the lane going towards going towards the basket and we're just not able to defend. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. I'm just throwing questions out there. Yeah, I think we are seeing um Home court not being as much as an advantage. When it's, we have only had the one road game at Michigan State. We'll have two this week, so we'll kind of catch up on road games. The Penn State game was supposed to be a road game, right. uh, but obviously that was postponed last week. I think we're going to see – I agree with you that we, we saw Maryland and Indiana be able to have that energy and stay in the games uh, – with their bench, and you're going to have that when you're a top ten team, right? The other true, team's going to be true. just jacked to be hanging around, um, as Wisconsin would when they were, you know, uh, you know, ranked in the twenties and playing uh, higher higher ranked teams. So there's a little bit of that, and kind of watching the games, Wisconsin being a senior led team as as much as they are, you know, they can all buy beer, as uh, Jim Jackson uh, was saying during the broadcast, and I'm like, they could for two or three years now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they, you know, they know them at the liquor store now. They don't even get carded. They're, they're, they're long enough. Um, but I, th- I think that with the senior led team, we lose a little bit of the emotion um, because it's just kind of business with our team. That's the way it feels. Hmm. Uh, then you get other teams who have the emotion kind of coming up, and the only emotion we really have is. Uh, Brad Davison, which is almost an unhealthy emotion <laughs> at times, gets a little carried away, or Nate Reavers pouting uh, emotion. Yes. So yeah. that's really the only emotion. Dimitri Trice is out there. He's not showing any emotion. He is no. out there for business, no. uh, and, and and that's what he's in the second half. But I think don't throughout— Don't forget Tucker. He brings the emotion every time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Jumping up off that bench. Um, I think we're going to see— Lot, uh, I think home court advantage is going to be diminished because I think in both of these games, we saw instances in the Maryland, when I say both of these games, I mean the Maryland and Indiana game, instances where I think if there was a crowd and uh, Wisconsin went on the runs as they did in the first half of each game, those are the scenarios where a younger, less good team would kind of fold and Wisconsin would continue to go on the run. But because there aren't the crowds there, there isn't the same atmosphere. It seems like teams are able to hang around when they otherwise would not be able to mount a comeback. I think we talked about it a little bit in the Maryland game, right? Expending yeah. the energy for for the comeback. Uh, and I think we're going to see that a lot throughout the Big Ten. I mean, look at Michigan State. Obviously, we won at Michigan State, but Purdue just went there and won. They were down huge yeah. and mounted a comeback that, again, doesn't... You get the energy from the bench as if it's a home game, whereas you would normally that would be drowned out, or you would get you know kind of the counter influence from the home fans. So I, th- I think we're gonna. I think we should keep a, collectively keep a lookout, Marlo, as uh, the the season goes on. If there are more instances like that, because it certainly feels like that in Wisconsin games and just kind of peeking around, it seems like that home court is less in an advantage. Yeah, um, than normally is. And I didn't realize until the broadcast. I guess this doesn't come up every year, much like some other things. But that Indiana has not won at the Cole Center. Period. 
Yeah. Cra- yeah, when That's they were crazy. talking, and then when we were down in the second half, and it yeah. felt like it felt like we were going to lose, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. In back of my mind, I was like, I was so happy when we won in the Breslin Center for the first time since 2002. This is even worse. <laughs> like, the it's been... Uh, since 1998, and that was just in my head, and I'm like, oh, yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna scroll away, uh, but, but we didn't, and it didn't get scrolled away. We still have that streak going, which is absolutely unbelievable. It's the, wild. You know, when we think about streaks over other teams in the Big Ten, and I, I think about football, our, you know, success we have against, have had against Minnesota, um, but in the basketball, to have this kind of streak and the success that we've had against Indiana. Is even even though Indiana obviously they're not what they were before, but just in general, the fact that we have this win streak against Indiana is almost unfathomable. It's amazing um, that that we've had this kind of success against that team. Yeah, it's is and you know there's been there's been some good Indiana teams that have come through. Yeah, um, they've had some down years, but they definitely had some you know good good teams, great players come through, NBAers, uh, you know, come through that team. So it's just Tyler Zeller. Yeah, and it's like, and, and, and also, <laughs> and also, it's like it's college basketball, right? It's like any given night. Like it, yeah. it just seems, it just seems wild that it's gone that long. And now it's at the point where it's like, if it happens, it sucks. Like it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, it's like when yeah, it's like when we uh, finally lost the axe to <clears throat> Minnesota. Yeah, it, it it just was like it's gonna happen at some point, and it's good. It feels like now that it's gonna hurt more than if it would. have. But I, I mean, yeah. we'll take we'll take the wins right when we get them. Right. Uh, so dialing in on the game, some highlights. Uh, I put in here. I guess this doesn't work over the over the airwaves, but I no, have I like uh, it. Dimitric Ice with the the TR in parenthesis <laughs> there. Uh, he meme. was straight money down the stretch. Uh, they ran the same play for him twice, where he does the. Uh, the screen on the free throw line extended on the right side, and then he fakes a cut to the hoop and, and comes back, hit a three, and I think he drove on the second one. I can't remember the result of the second one, but it was the same action, and the announcer called it out. This is the same action. <laughs> uh, his uh, shimmy shake and hitting the jumper in the lane over, uh, I think it was over Jackson Davis, over over their center, was awesome. And his runner in overtime, uh, or excuse me, his, I guess would you call it a layup, where he was, he, he it wasn't really a layup, but he like, it was Cl- it whatever it was a run it was a floater he threw a floater, it was a floater. yeah i mean he, oh he, he he had the floater but then in overtime when he banked it uh, it was kind of like whatever i mean he had four or five plays in this game that either saved the game or won the game he was absolutely amazing down the stretch yeah can we just talk about how far he's come yeah um, from you know and i think he, we had a lot uh, i remember i don't know if i was talking to you back in the day. this is pre-pod days obviously yeah. Um, Demetrius Trice, but you know, obviously he had the. Tr- we knew him, his brother from from Michigan State. Uh, I think we were all excited. And, you know, his freshman year, he was behind. He was behind seniors, uh, but getting playing time and thinking, oh, I don't, you know, it's he's okay. We'll see if mm-hmm. he can make it. And then having his ups and downs kind of through there, but to where he is now, especially these last few games, it has been. Uh, you know, what would we be without him now? Right. Right. Um. You know he's a good general of great general of the court. You said last time not only on the offensive side but defense, and then when we need a shot down the, down the stretch, he can either take it or he can facilitate one, and that is a that is a uh, you know a great thing to have on your basketball team. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, 
and just kind of the where would we be without him? I mean, just trying to think of kind of the playmaking, the down the stretch. Uh, I, I mean, every time we run a, a play down the stretch and Davison has the ball instead of Trice, I'm just like, what the hell are we doing? Because uh, I think that's where we'd be, right? If Trice yeah. wasn't on this team, uh, that's where we'd be. So he's, he's been unbelievable, and you're right, his development has been has been absolutely uh, amazing, and just he seems in command, in control out there, even when all is kind of burning around him, he can kind of seem to to kind of muster the the wherewithal to to persevere, and that's what he ha- he did in this game, and he had to do in this game. Um, so Trice kind of saved the game, but out of nowhere, Tyler Wall <laughs> wins the game in double yeah. overtime, hitting back to back threes. He was two for nine on threes. Uh, entering this game, he honestly wasn't even looking for his shot outside of the paint. He's been a little bit more aggressive inside on his post-up game lately, which is always good to see. He had a couple bad um, possessions in this game doing that, but uh, late in the game, all of a sudden shows up, hits two threes from, as you're looking at the screen, the top of the screen, uh, absolute daggers, and it was awesome to see. Right, and you just, I mean, Indiana just leaves him open because that's what the scouting report says to do. Yep. I think he had hit two total threes uh, mm-hmm. before that, two or three total threes before those two shots, um, and, you know, stepped into them, rose, and just knocked them down both with, with huge confidence in big spots. Both of them, hand up, both of them, as he was shooting, he was like, no, 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 yes, <laughs> that type of reaction. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was great to see. I I don't know that I want to see him shooting. I, I mean, more than maybe nine all season, but I don't know that I want him taking those in that spot again. But uh, he stepped up and hit those. Uh, we already talked about the defense. So I don't think we need to go into that anymore. Really need to see. I I guess my frustration is in Nate Reavers <laughs> on the defensive end. Yeah, it just for somebody who is the blocks leader, it just seems like sometimes he's just lost out there. And in large stretches of this game. He was out there, and he, I don't know. I, I, I just, I guess maybe in my head, it's just um, I expect more out of him now because he is the blocks leader. Maybe my it's a, a difference between my expectation versus what I'm actually seeing, and maybe I shouldn't be expecting him to be kind of a, a, a kind of a defensive player of the year type candidate, and just you know he can come from the weak side and block some shots. I don't know. Do you, do you feel the same way with Reavers or am I no, kind of I pinning on him a little I, too hard? I, no, you haven't. I, he he can be a force, but he disappears way too often. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I just I don't know why that is. It's it seems that he takes it takes a jolt or it takes someone getting in his ear to do that, like they did this game. Uh, where mm-hmm. He kind of woke up towards the latter of the second half. But Davidson didn't get his head out of his butt. Get his head out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, and that's the thing. I think um, you know what also would would help, and I don't know why this happened more often. Is it why uh, you playing Potter and Reavers at the same time more often? Uh, I think that opens things up because on the defense and the offensive end uh, mm-hmm. for the beat, for him to be more effective. Yeah, uh, speaking of disappearing, Potter did sit an extended period of time. Oh, God, uh, I think was it was so late dumb. in the second half after he got in a tiff with some of the coaches. He was out there for uh, the end of the second overtime. Yeah. Uh, so got back out there, and that's when the Badgers pulled away. What is your take on this, right? This seems like a guard move to do, right? Like, don't play a play. Like, you do, obviously, you shouldn't be talking about coaches. I, I get it. Like, just le- giving a lesson, right? This isn't what you do. You sit down. But then, all of a sudden, 
he's back in when we need him. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like you got to go one way or the other, right? Mm. And I, it's a total. I'm not surprised by the move, but I, you know, this is just for just for argument's sake, really. Like, where do you where do you kind of stand on on how that was handled? Um, I think that you sit him immediately, which they did, yeah, and for a bit, but then get him back out there. You need him to win the game. You want to win the game. If you like, I'm not about making a point that might cost us the game, and it looked like that might. You know, you never know, right? But right. like losing his production out there on the floor, I don't think was worth it to make the point there in that time. You sit him for maybe to the next TV timeout or something like that. You know, you talk to him, you have the assistant go over and, and talk to him, that kind of thing. And then if it's still there, you know, in practice or there in the next game, you can sit him then, right? But yeah. not during when you're trying to win a freaking Big Ten here. Yeah, agreed. So I think they said him too long. I'm fine with yeah. sitting him for a little bit and then letting him get back in. Yeah. I think they waited too long and kind of tried to prove a point, but then be like, oh, shit, we kind of need him, and then lost yeah. the point. But if you sit him for a little bit and just be like, okay, look, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Go win the game. Right. Uh, You're going to run tomorrow, but we're going to finish yeah. this off here. Yeah, yeah. We need you. You're an important part of this team. You can't do that. You know, you, you make your point elsewhere. Uh, so I feel like how they did it in this game, they kind of like tried to split the hair and they didn't hit it, right? Yeah. You either go, you either sit him for a little bit. I think you got to sit him at, at, at some point and then get him back in, or you sit him the whole time. I don't think sitting him the whole time is right. Um, and you got to get him back in there. But. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's exactly where I landed. I just think, yeah, you kind of, they got stuck in no man's land where they sat too long and then still put him back in. Yeah. So. And I and coming in, I'm just like, guys, but it felt like in real time he was sitting for a long time. Um, you know, maybe not game time because you know it's it's down the stretch and stuff. So there's a lot of clock stoppages. But um, I was like, oh, now he's got to come in and like, you know, is he going to be cold now? I was kind of thinking, right? But he he figured it out. So, um, all right. Anything else on the the Badger game? No, no, that was a good all one right. to talk about. All right, excellent. Next week, two games, two road games. So Badgers finally on the road. As we mentioned, only the one game played at Michigan State. We're at a top ten ranked Michigan team on Tuesday. And then undefeated. I think undefeated, yeah, yeah, they are 10 and 0, 5 and 0 in conference. I keep saying, um, they haven't beat anybody. Well, they finally beat some people. <laughs> they beat, <laughs> uh, they beat, uh, Maryland, uh, who just beat, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois today, tonight. Yeah. They just yeah. beat Illinois, so another good win for Maryland there. Uh, and then they have home wins against Northwestern and Minnesota. Uh, Michigan does so, uh, two ranked, they were both ranked at the time. Um, and now we'll face Wisconsin on Tuesday. I'm a little bit more worried about this game after last week. Um, they blew out both Northwestern and Minnesota. They have, uh, I forget the big man's name. They have the, He was the freshman of the week last week, probably will be again this week. A tall uh, freshman uh, who's, who's controlled those games. And if Reavers floats out of this one... <laughs> uh, it might be tough. It might be tough. A tough game. That said, Michigan, sh- they're not a real. Based on preseason scouting report, again, who that could just be wrong. They're not a top ten team, right? So this is a game. I hope that I think we have a chance to win. Does that make sense? Like they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Um, I think. 
Sorry, I was trying to figure out the player. But yeah, no, 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 no. This is a tough stretch in general. This is a big week. Uh, Dickinson, which why this game, this why Hunter this, Dickinson. Yeah, why the Indiana game was so good to have because this is going to be a tough week. It's a gauntlet week. Like you said, we got Michigan, tough team. This is a team to see where these two teams are. Um, yep. You know, like I said, Michigan just beats some people. We've had some gutty wins uh, in the last few weeks. So, yeah, this will be a nice test. It'll be a tough test. Uh, where we're at, where Wisconsin's at, where Michigan's at, um, and hopefully we come out on top of this one. Yeah. And then on Friday, we travel to East Rutherford facing Rutgers. Uh, they were ranked 15th. I don't think they'll be ranked again. They had a tough week losing three games. Uh, home and I guess most notably, two of those were home games. Uh, Rutgers has kind of played really tough at the rack, uh, but always struggled on the road. Uh, they lost to both Iowa and Ohio State. Again, two top 25 teams, but again, at home, what is home court advantage this year? Who knows? Uh, but two games that if you're Rutgers and you're trying to push for the conference, right, or trying to stay ranked, I guess, games you want to have. Mm-hmm. They also travel to East Lansing losing to Michigan State. So they're on a three-game losing streak. Uh, I presume they'll have a game before us. I guess I didn't look at that. Uh, they will be uh, – it might just be us. They were at Penn State, but that was postponed. So their next game is against us. So they'll be well-rested and ready for us. Uh, they're I, controversial – or not controversially. What? Um Counter to how I feel about Michigan, getting more worried after last week's games. I'm less worried. <laughs> Although Friday night at Rutgers feels weird. <laughs> like it feels it feels like a time where weird things can happen and Rutgers gets us. Although I always remember when the year we went to the, the finals, uh, I think we lost at Rutgers that year. Yeah, we did. Like, Kaminsky got a concussion before. Something like and that. And then yeah, and um God, was face hurt his foot that game. It was bad. It was yeah. It was bad. Bronson, it Bronson, was bad. Bronson, I, I remember Bronson. listening to that on the on the radio and being like, "Any moment now, they're going to turn it on." <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just never happened, and that's uh, Rutgers wasn't as good. Uh, they were not good back then. No. So, no. Uh, so all right, that is Better's best. Anything else? Better's best, Paul Marlowe? No, man. That was that was extensive. Well done. Yeah. Well done, us. On the football front, uh, Noah Burks said he's coming back. So uh, outside linebacker, another starter returning uh, to to the Badgers football team. So that was good news. Uh, a couple said they were going pro. I know Loudermilk did. I think somebody else did too that I'm blanking on. Oh, uh, Van Landen, the uh, tackle. Yeah. Uh, he's He will enter the draft. So um, those kind of to be expected, right? Those guys will probably get drafted. So. So there we go. That's that's all I had on football. <laughs> Good. Good. All right. all right. On to the NFL, Marlo. Let's, let's start with your Chicago Bears. Losing to the Saints. What was the final? What did that final score end up being here? Nine to... So, uh, 21? Nine to 21. Nine to 21. It felt like nine to a million. Um, <laughs> it felt like three to a million because I barely saw that last touchdown. But yeah. 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 Bears play out game against the Saints. Um, this one started out okay. So okay, it started out much. It was the game plan was much like last week against the Packers. Um, the D played very well. Uh, you know, for the most part, you know, especially in the, well in the first half, keeping keeping the Saints' offense in check. Uh, we the the Bears' offense was looking to make plays. 
And, um, you know, for the most part, well, the run game wasn't where it was at. They were trying to uh, try to break apart the, the Saints zone with little kind of dink and dunks and then took a few shots down the field. Just just a few. Uh, but including, like, the... You know, I, I think the turning point, and I, it's, it's tough. It's, it sounds weird to say the turning point came in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. But I will decide to say that the turning point came uh, when they ran, where they had Mitch, Mitch uh, line out wide right as wide right receiver. They ran a reverse, get it back to Mitch. Mitch throws the ball out of the field. Probably the best ball ever seen Mitch throw in his freaking <laughs> career here. And then it just, it was a nice dime right into the end zone. Right in the basket. Right in the basket. And just right through the hands of the receiver. And I, I just like, there's, you know, for where this team is at, there's really no coming back from that because they would they they didn't have enough. They don't have enough to overcome those miscues, mm-hmm. right? They have to hit those and, you know, they have to hit those and play everything else well on top of it, right? They don't, it's like one of those things that you don't get. They can't mess up in the chances. And, you know, they ended up going for no points in that drive, which should have been a touchdown, and it should have been up 10, uh, 10-7 at that point. Mm-hmm. And that changes, that changes the game. It changes how they play. It changes how the defense can play. And, um, you know, uh, and it probably would have changed the way the Saints play. But, you know, for, for the Bears, like I said, those are the opportunities they have to take if they want to win those games. Yeah. Uh, I think every Packers fan had the same thought. As that pass went through his hands, scene number eighty-three, and just thinking, <laughs> MVS. <laughs> I got a, so MVS many texts just like that. Like, yeah, it's okay. It's the number. It's the <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that yeah, I'm not the first and only person to make the comparison as as you mentioned, Marlo, but yeah. it was out there, and and I think every Packer fan uh, thought that. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree that that drop was the turn. It, it it's. You said the turning point. It's almost. It was almost like the nail in the coffin already. It's yeah. like if we if that doesn't happen, you know how else we're gonna do that? And you mentioned it was. It felt similar to the Packer game. At least on the offensive end, it seemed exactly like the Packer game. It was the same kind of like, let's go roll Mitch out, throw him, throw under, and what? And we'll take a shot deep. Yeah. And but there wasn't anything else beyond that, and. Again, I, so many of those rollouts where he just throws it two yards, and it's yeah. like you got to find that second level guy. And he, I, I was trying to pay attention to that because, like, like I, I was watching the game and, and feeling like he's doing the same stuff. And that second, I'm not saying it was open or anything <clears throat> every time, but that secondary level, you know, the guy running, not you, you run the guy across yep. two yards, and then the guy runs 10, 15 yards. He was there. That route was being run. He just doesn't look for it. He just checks down, which does right away, and it just it just felt the same. Running game never got going, as you mentioned. Um, and outside of the one trick play, I didn't feel like there was any sort of creativity. Again, I keep I keep harping on this because I, I I feel like Matt Nagy is supposed to be a creative <laughs> offensive to, play yeah, caller. He's supposed to be the creative guy. He's supposed to be the QB whisperer. He's supposed to be the yeah, it's the uh, look this make you look this way, go that way, uh, you know, type of offensive coordinator. And you're absolutely right. That doesn't every once in a while, like I said, yeah, he shows a flare, and then he's like, "All right, I did it." Yeah, I, 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 got I it. was creative. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, you can look at that play. Yeah, uh, it, but yeah, to so your point, and I also don't think Mitch knows where a first down marker is. Yeah, uh, to your point, 
in, you know, like he goes for that the wide receiver that's going right down the line that is covered. He's not going anywhere if you if you if you toss it to him. Right. They'll give it's like it to they're him. they're in a zone and the guy's just seeing you throw in front of him. Right. Yeah. <sighs> and then I think there was a run where it was a third down play and you know, I think it was fourth it, down, wasn't was it? it? Oh, it was fourth down. You're right. It was fourth down, which makes this even worse. Yeah. Um Mitch could have ran for the first down. He had it. He was had the ball out there. He, all he had to do was tuck and run it because he wasn't going to throw it. And he decides to like go out of bounds like a yard short on a fourth down. And it made yeah. no in a playoff game on top of it. Like no yeah. dive, no nothing. Just this is it. And that's <sighs> I'm getting worked up for nothing here because I knew no, the outcome of this, this game good. before this is it started. what the people want. I knew the outcome was I knew the outcome of this game before it started. <laughs> and then, but that. You know, the way defense was playing and that drop ball, mm-hmm. like it made me have like a glimmer of like, okay, any given Sunday. Yeah. We hit that and we're going, but and then obviously all the flaws kept coming out, the same ones that have been around on the especially on the offensive side of the ball. And um yeah, it sucked. And the defense played well, but they made some stupid mistakes. They came off they uh went off sides twice to extend a play. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um those are killer. Those that's in the drives and those yeah, those are absolute killers. So, you know, here we are. Here we are. A loss in the play- made the playoffs. Yeah. Maggie's made the playoffs two or three years. Cool. They had to expand the playoffs for us to do that. Cool. Um, no playoff wins. And, we're, what the, you know, I'm sitting here like, what the F? What are we, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, let's move on, I guess, from the game and move into what the F. Uh, what happen- I guess what happens now? Uh, Trubisky's at the end of his deal. Um, it, so I guess as a Bears fan, you're looking at this team, made the playoffs two out of three years, you said, uh, finished eight and eight. Oh, let me just, I guess, think, ask you a question about Mitch. So he starts out, they go five and one, he gets benched for some reason because he's not being effective most, whatever. Nick Foles comes in, they lose, what is it? Six straight, five straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mitch comes back in and he looks like a different guy. Yeah. And they were establishing the game. They were doing a lot more to help him, right, and kind of protect him. But then the last two games, he was back to being the bad Mitch. Like, what What changed, or is it just was it just the opponents and, and lack of kind of from their end as opposed to a change from Mitch's end? Because yeah. when he came back, I was like, oh, maybe he's – I mean, he wasn't going to be great, or he wasn't great, but he was – a much more effective quarterback, and then all of a sudden he was back to being ineffective. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of truth in both of it. Like there were, I mean, it wasn't they weren't playing great teams those four games. You know, the mm-hmm. one good team he came against the Packers, and you know we saw that after that good team against the Saints. We saw what happened with that. Um, but I do, uh, to that point, to the, today's game, I don't think it was to your point a dictation of what how. You know, I don't know. I don't want to use the word good, but how effective he can be, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um, so yeah, and that's the thing. Is it a Mitch thing? I go back and forth on this. Is it a Neggy thing? You know, at this point, I start to lean towards the Mitch thing because it's it's more of he has the skills, like he has the raw skills, right? He could throw the ball, he can run the ball, but like the NFL skills of reading the defense, anticipating where you're supposed to be able to go. You know, mm-hmm. going to that second level and being able to push that. Like, you saw, we saw, like, he can actually, like, he can throw the ball. He can when he wants to, he, uh, when, he, when he needs to. But 
the fact of the matter is that he doesn't have that knowledge of and, and, and be anticipation of so that he is comfortable when things aren't there on the first read or the second read to be able to anticipate where the defense is going to be and he can throw that spot. Unlike a Drew Brees on the other side who knows that this is covered, this is covered, this guy's running into this zone, I'm going to throw it there. Right. Um, so I think that's really it. It's, it's a between-the-ears thing for the most part. I think the tools are there, and it just, you know, it's one of those things maybe a coach will be able to get out of them, maybe not. Well, it's just to see. I just don't, I don't think we have time to figure it out here in Chicago. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think either. So that, so looking forward now, it's decision time on Mitch. I think it should, in my opinion, should be decision time on Nagy and Pace. So mm-hmm. looking at, where do, where do you think the Bears, or what do you think, if you were owner or whatever John Elway promoted himself to <laughs> of this team, uh, what would you do Yeah, for the future? I mean, it's a great question. you got to move on. I think the Mitch experiment is done. I think you can give Nagy another, you know, another shot, another year, right? Um, to see where it's at. And then, I don't know. Like, I think Nagy and Pace are kind of married in, the, in that that instinct, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, again, it's the NFL, it's tough to just replace a quarterback. Where do we go? I mean, Nick Foles is going to be there. Awesome. Like, what else is going to be out there? I guess we'll talk, right. we'll talk about it. Well, Watson's looking for a new spot, but I think we should just trade Mitch straight up for Watson and just that yeah. that makes that draft right, how it was supposed to go. Yeah, um, that seems fair. Yeah, it's totally fair. Totally fair. But yeah, I, the Mitch experience is done. Nagy Pace in the real world, like, thinking, I, I feel like they're going to ride it out for another year, maybe two, um, and see where it's at. I just don't know. I don't know how much equity Pace has in, in uh-huh. you know building a, or drafting, I should say. Uh, hasn't been his strong suit. <laughs> well, here's yeah. Speaking of pace, here's the I, I saw this tweet. And I, I I meant to save it, but um, pace. So presumably you walk away from Mitch, or I guess you're still making the quarterback decision, right? Yeah. He he signed Mike Glennon to a big deal. Yeah. He drafted Trubisky, and he signed or traded for and gave a contract to Nick Foles. Yeah. And you're gonna let that guy. Choose again <laughs> the next quarterback <laughs> for the Bears, whether True. it's Mitch or somebody yeah. else. True, not a True. not a great track record. Uh, I guess Mitch and Pace. Visit Pace should go. Mitch is already gone. I think Mitch is gone. I, I, yeah, Mitch is already gone. Because I presume if you bring him back, you're going to have to bring him back at some sort of like starter type money. Yeah. Right. I just don't. I don't think that if you're negotiating with him and his agent, like they're not going to be like, oh, just you know, we'll come back on the cheap. You know, they're going to try and get a a lot of you know starter money, and if they don't get that, then they can go somewhere else and get like, hey, we'll get a reclamation project money or something. I don't know how much that is, but yeah, um, yeah. So I don't. I don't think he can come back with Chicago finance, like for financial financial reasons. Yeah. um, If that makes sense. yeah. Okay. Anything else on uh, the twenty twenty Bears? Um, the future. Anything? Any more Bear talk, bro? Floors yours. Talk, the floors are. Yeah, I know. I mean, this is just. Uh, I think the worst part about it is another wasted good D. Right. It's the guy in the story. The Bears. We have. It was a early D that just got wasted from a, an offense that, you know, especially down the middle of the season, couldn't produce. 
I was talking to my, my texting back to my brother. It's like, could you imagine how good this defense would be if it actually got to rest because the offense got the ball? Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like, it's to, to look at the numbers they, they did with the deficiency in, in defense, it's just, I don't know. But, you know, again, we're in the worst place in the NFL. We're in the middle, record wise. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I don't know what's going to afford. I don't know. You know, it's not going to be. I, I, it could be, you know, in the NFL, some teams come from the bottom, go to the top. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be trending in that way. I don't see that hope. I see more in the middle going yeah. forward. Yeah. I think uh, I, I looked at a mock draft and they had five quarterbacks being drafted in the first round with Mac Jones from Alabama being the, the last one. So, um, I mean, he'd probably be around where the Bears are drafting. Uh, I don't know who the fourth one was now. I just remember the Mac Jones being the last one. Yeah. Obviously, you have uh, Fields and uh, Lawrence up there. Um, and they had somebody else up there. I can't remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so it sounds like they're, they're – it might be a good quarterback draft. But, again, you're picking, what, in the 20s now? Yeah. Because he made the playoffs or the yeah. late teens? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so Tough. It's tough. Tough. Yeah, pray for me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to use my prayers to pray for not, They're not going to be for bears. I mean, I mean you for, for dealing with it, I guess, but not for the bears. All right, well, I want to talk a little bit about how I took this game in because I apparently like a lot of people on Twitter. <laughs> but watch it on Nickelodeon. I signed up for uh, Philo <laughs> so I could watch it. Oh, did you? Really? Remind me. Make sure next week that I've canceled my <laughs> subscription because it's $20 a month. Jeez. But I have a free seven-day trial because yep. uh, it wasn't on Hulu. Yep. Uh, so I signed up for that. I kind of hope I remember to cancel that. Um, and it was an experience. Actually, it was, uh, I think, really clever. It was really neat. I don't know how many kids it got into football. Uh, Nate Burleson was there for some reason to get at a little credence, I guess. And um, the, actually, the play-by-play person, I guess, quote-unquote, play-by-play person, uh, uh, shoot, his name was Noah something, whatever, he was really good. He like called the game and like ran the show, and it was it was really good. Um, and Nate Burleson was pretty good, and it was just so funny, like how he's talking about like I, he's doing like analogies and yeah. like trying to explain the game. Yeah. He, he's so I thought I when I watched because I spent a little bit of time in the first quarter watching it that way. Yeah, and I thought you know I was like oh it's geared for kids. I try to get I try to get my son to watch it with he didn't. <laughs> take to it as much as i thought he did but so then i was thinking i was like listening and you're like you're right like they would do these weird analogies like it was now the slime zone and you know this is what the red zone is and getting the getting the i thought the one i heard was getting to the first doubt is like the test is like it's no it's it like, was it's like it was the homework it's the homework it's like you're the homework and then the test is in the red zone a touchdown is where you yeah you my mind was blown that was so good and i just thought this is what they need to put on, and this is what girls, this is what wives and girlfriends can listen to <laughs> or watch instead of asking us those questions during the game of what is this, what we're trying eh. to intently be. And I thought this was a better application for that than it was for kids. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you can put it on like oxygen or something. <laughs> yeah. Or what's what's the what's the one that has all the the, hall, Bravo, the Hallmark Bravo. channel? Oh, put Hallmark, on the Hallmark, Hallmark. channel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the wife's <laughs> version. They had young Sheldon pop up and explain what the rules were occasionally. <laughs> Although when he explained pass interference, he used the term interference in the definition. I thought Oof. that was a li- still a little confusing. Uh, even especially since the play wasn't really interference. It didn't feel like it was on the the. Uh, uh, Trevathan pass interference on the jump ball in the end zone when they put on the one. Uh, it was funny oh, when cool. there was uh, oh, shoot I forget what catch it was. Oh, it was the interception where the um, the nose of the football hit the ground and everybody was like, cool. "Yeah, I'm excited for Nickelodeon to explain to me. I mean, the kids what a catch is." <laughs> 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 that was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, you mentioned the slime zone. There are slime everywhere. There are slime all over the field. The graphic factors is actually really interesting. Uh, they had little like, I don't know, color movements all around. They had um, the slime zone. So when there was a touchdown, there was a slime cannon and slime shot out. That was hilarious. Uh, the first down was a, the orange marker, but with slime on it. It was it was really neat. Um, you mentioned some of the uh, references or comparisons. They had some. Um, shots comparing, so they compare. Well, it was like players to a Alvin Nickelodeon character, Kamara and Alvin the Chipmunk. Yeah, Alvin the Chipmunk. They had uh, Drew Brees and Taysom Hill were like SpongeBob and Patrick, which didn't really work, but whatever. <laughs> it was on the screen. Uh, there was like two or three other ones, and it was just it's just so funny. Like that, I did this whole time. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening, and I can't believe I'm watching this. And instead of Tony Romo, and oh, yeah. I, I, I'm so curious of what the ratings are because of like the feedback I've gotten. There seem to be a lot of people watching the Nickelodeon. Yeah, I think I think that there was. <laughs> um, they had Minecraft replays, so it was replays of uh, essentially Minecraft characters out there doing the play. It was it was really well done. I thought the production value was really high. Um, it was way better than I expected it to be. I honestly expected it to be a joke, um, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. It was good. I thought that they, I mean, they had a sideline reporter. Dude brought some, inter- shoot, what was his name? Lex Lumpkins. That kid yeah, brought L-squared. energy. He was hilarious. He was a Colts fan. Sorry for that. Um, it was really good. It was really good all around. It was entertaining. But the, so the only complaint I had was uh, they didn't show any of the bad stuff. You don't want to teach kids about taunting. So I missed the Komet. Is that his name? No. Uh, no one saw it. No one saw it. The taunting penalty? They didn't even show a replay because you can't show a taunting replay on, on that. That was a terrible – I saw it on Twitter, the replay. That was a terrible call. He was throwing the ball to the official. <laughs> it hit the official in the chest, and they like looked at each other and like, did you just throw that at me? You're the official. They give you the ball. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, so and then the personal foul penalty that got rejected. It, yes. And then that one I didn't see uh, again because – um, and then I went to I went on my phone and tried to look on on CBS, and then they were showing when they played last time when mm-hmm. uh, Same the guy. guy who dropped the ball yeah. punched the guy, and they were brawling. I was like, "Did they, I miss this? I totally missed this on the Nickelodeon broadcast." And then I realized it was the other game. Yeah, so that stunk same because Saints I couldn't. Player, it was the same defensive player, right? Yep. Who was yep. inciting? Yep. I guess. Yep. Uh, but I think the highlight was. Nickelodeon made the mistake of letting the internet be in charge of something. Oh boy! And they had a NVP Nickelodeon valuable player yep. uh, that uh, they let anybody vote for, yep. and Trubisky won. Jesus Christ! 
they showed an update during the game. Uh, I think voting was still open at the time. But the top three players, it was uh, Travitsky, uh, Akeem Hicks, and then oh, she was a third one. It was another Bears player. They were all three Bears players. They're down 21 to three. It's just, uh, yeah. So you could tell like all of Twitter trolls were watching the Nickelodeon broadcast. Yep. That was me. I was there watching it. Yeah. Uh, would I watch another game on Nickelodeon? Probably not. But I watched this one, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were there were a couple times in the second half where I was like, I should just change to the main one. But I was like, I want to see what they do for this. Or, well, that's, or whatever. that's the thing, too. This one was going to be wildly successful, right? So they're going to do it again. They might yeah. have a Super Bowl version. I wonder how much kids liked it. My son's too, yeah, he didn't care My at all. Didn't we showed... care at all. I tried to get him when they're kicking yeah. the field goal, like they had put the SpongeBob up. On oh, the they field. put the SpongeBob, yeah. I tried to, I tried to get him in on that. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I, I had to rewind for the, the slime cannons in the end zone, and he yeah. was like, oh, cool, and then he ran away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. Still a little young. Still a little young, so we got to we gotta work on it. Um, all right, that is enough of the Bears. Let's talk about the other games, Marlo. Probably a little quicker. Um, I think the uh, the best game of the rest was the Bills Colts game, which was also the first game. Um, really down the wire, and Jen's tail is just really good and really fun to root for. Yeah, yeah, it does suck. I mean, he uh, actually he came he came along here in the second half of the season. Um, actually had had a good game on Saturday, and they were kind of talking. They were talking during the broadcast about uh, you know about. In the beginning, they were wondering if he was going to get it, and I just kept shaking my head like, "You idiots! Just get the damn ball, and get the hell out yeah. the way, um, and, and it'll be fine." So, yeah, I found myself the whole time like, "Man, I really wa- I still like watching him run. I, wa- I like watching JT run." Um, but you know, Josh Allen, though, huh? What a game! What a player! What a season! Uh, the Allen to Diggs connection. Yep. Um, is just just lethal. You can't mess with it. And I really do think, you know, I, I, I'm holding myself back because it's the Buffalo Bills, but, like, watching them all season and watching that game, like, they have, they could, they could threaten for the Super Bowl here. They, could, they should be taken for real. Yeah, I was, <clears throat> going to this game, I was like, you know, Josh Allen's, it's his first playoff game, right? Yep. And I was like, I don't know, you know, maybe it's a little bit too much for him, but he totally rose to the occasion or was unaware of the occasion. I, f- yeah. I, I feel like he's a little bit aloof like that at times. Yeah. Uh, had a great game, 324 yards, two touchdowns, but I think most importantly, didn't make any huge mistakes. Yeah. Uh, he was really good. You mentioned Diggs was really good. And I think the Bills are a great example of seeing you have, jo- you have Josh Allen and you kind of know what he is. But you go out and you trade for Diggs, yeah, and you make that um, that acquisition, and, and it just it took Josh Allen. I mean, that was Josh Allen probably progressed on his own, but it just took him from, I guess, what would you even say? Would you even say an average quarterback to, I don't want to say MVP candidate, but the tier below that. Um, so I think Diggs getting there, the front office deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, I mean, all that Bills love said. I think the Colts. Should have won this game though. Really? I don't know. They had Philip Rivers. I uh, they did have Philip Rivers. Had, that's a fair point. <laughs> they had Philip Rivers. If they were winning, he probably would have found a way to <laughs> found a way to lose it. And I know I know what you're saying. I but uh, I couldn't. I think I had reached out to one of my uh, Colts friends 
and I asked them straight up, like, how uh, how much of an inferior roller coaster ride does it have Philip Rivers as your quarterback? <laughs> yeah. And um, I think that's the difference, right? Philip did some Philip things you, where he was great, did some Philip things where he wasn't. Had Phillips, mm-hmm. he had the ball in the in the fourth quarter, um, as he would with down one score, and you know that's and then we got the Philip result that happened seven times out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. I I say they they were in. I think they wasted some timeouts they should have had on on the last drive. Pittman fumbled the ball out of bounds, which wasn't clear at the moment why the clock was still running when it looked like he went out of bounds on that final drive. Uh, but where I think they lost it was when they went. Not that they went for it on fourth down. I'm fine with it going for it on fourth down when uh, I think he overthrew Pittman. Rivers did on that play. Uh, but the three plays before that were ridiculous. Just run Jonathan Taylor <laughs> and you win the GD game. Yep. I don't. They they ran him on third down on some was it third down or yeah on some stupid like flip play to the edge, which he has the speed to get to the edge, but like. On first and second down, they did some stupid QB sneak. They did an, They were just like these little gimmicky plays. Line up, give the ball to the man, Jonathan Taylor, and go up. Well, it would have been what? They would have had 14, whatever. It was early in the game. It was like 14-7, 14-3, whatever. That, I think that's where they lost it, which is, again, that was like the first quarter. <laughs> so, so, or, or it might have been the second quarter. But it's weird to say like that was the pivotal moment. But like to walk away with zero points uh, from that, was I think a huge mistake, and I agree with going for it and going for the touchdown. But the play calling up to that was where where my my hang up was. Um, so Bills move on. They will host uh, the winner of the next game. They talk that we'll talk about. They will host the Ravens, right? Did I have this right? Yes. Yes. Yep. So Ravens. Uh, this I was going to say this morning. The early game today uh, defeated the Titans. Uh, another close game. Uh, and what I took away from this one, Marlo, the two things, but I'll, the first one it was Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Lamar not being able to win a playoff game, which it's a little premature for that, by the way. But um, he was doing his thing, trying to make – I think early early on they were they were bottling up the, uh, the outside edge for him to run on, um, mm-hmm. and then he found some lanes – in the middle of the rush later in the game and just, you know, kind of and outran the secondary. Um, and that was it. And that was really a difference in the game. And, you know, I think without looking here, if you, if you have it up with the, yeah. the passing yards, I think it was only, he only he had under 200 passing yards, but he had, yeah, like, he had 179. Yeah. But he had like 130 rushing or something. 136 so? rushing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but that's, that's a good balance is how, you know, how are you going to stop that? And obviously the the Ravens defense played well, and then came up with that game winning interception at the end. Um, and I think we have a rivalry on our hands, Casey. Yeah, because at the end of that game, they started stomping on logos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these two teams do seem not to like each other, <laughs> which is uh, a bit strange because they're in, like different divisions. Uh, I did read that they said that it was about team unity, not about you know disrespect to the logo. It's like no, you were on the logo. You knew you were there. <laughs> Everybody else runs to the end zone to do the stupid selfie camera thing. Uh, you knew what you were doing, and your excuse makes it worse. Um, <laughs> the The other thing that stuck out to me on this one, Marlo, was Vrabel's uh, decision to punt. They It was fourth and – oh, shoot. What was it now? It was um, 
fourth and two with 10 minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, down four points. So it was 13 to uh, 17 at the time. They're on Baltimore's 40, and Vrabel decides to punt. There's a surrender index, which is a, a Twitter account that I saw that tweeted this out, so I don't know how... Um, I don't. Have, I didn't credential them or anything, Marlo. But they said with a surrender index of 138.87, this punt ranks in the 100th percentile <laughs> of cowardly punts in the 2020 season, in <clears throat> the 99.92 percentile of all punts since 2009. You got to go for it there. <laughs> you got. I know Derek Henry wasn't having himself a day. Um, he he was held to 40 yards on 18 carries. But you're down four. You gained some yardage, right? But that was that was that was a losing punt, and it it, it bore out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I didn't under. I don't understand if it, especially from a, a Vrabel guy. But that's probably what happened, right? Like Vrabel's not the analytics guy. Um, yeah. But he's like the type go for it guy. Then he's also has like that old school like, ah, oh, if I punted here, my defense can stop him. <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll get the ball back and be fine. But then Lamar Jackson ran like twenty yards and just yeah. kneeled, and yeah. <sighs> it was so dumb. Yeah. So Ravens move on. They will face the presumably the Bills, although there's still some. This game's gotten much closer to the the Cleveland Pittsburgh game than when we started recording. That's for certain. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk next. Rams Seahawks. Uh, I don't know how it's anything other than a complete disappointment and collapse for the Seahawks. This makes no sense. This let's think like, like the Seahawks win this I did game. not expect you to come out like <laughs> with the, no with, with that amount of energy. Hold on. Whoa. <laughs> this, this game you know like they were the LA decided to go I uh uh frick what's the quarterback's name? Wofford? No, the other one. Uh broke his thumb. Jared Goff. Jared Goff broken thumb tens of six was Said he was okay to go, but they're going to go with Wolford. Okay. Yeah. Weird. All right. But, you know, I don't know how bad it is, but it must be bad. So you're playing a backup quarterback because Jared can't go. Backup quarterback gets knocked. Also, he's terrible. Yeah. Also, he's not good. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's not good. And then so oh, you knock, knock on wood here. You knock the quarterback out in the second place. So you're like, all right, this is money. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you can't do anything. I understand yeah. the Rams defense is, is, is good, but they made him look like. Freaking, you know, I don't know. Name some defense. I'm not gonna say 85 Bears because Casey's gonna get on my case if I say that. But they, it was they couldn't do anything. The whole offensive line was a huge sieve, and I, I just think like Russ couldn't get away from anything, mm-hmm. and they couldn't run anything because the only things they scored on were like broken down plays that were thrown up in the air to DK Metcalf. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it, it's completely like I I've said I watch every Seahawks game this year, but uh, for fantasy reasons, I watch them relatively closely, and it's it's baffling what ha- to. Tr- I mean, there needs to be a documentary about what happened to this offense halfway through the season, because <laughs> we went from Russ is cooking, it's going to be, uh, you know, finally he's going to get that one MVP vote or whatever, and. It's his year to this display. Again, a good Rams defense, but their offense has been terrible for weeks. Yeah. And, you know, it it kind of turned into um, 
oh, but now they're going back to the Pete Carroll kind of, you know, run first offense. It's like, okay, well, that's fine if you want to do that. And Carson was back, but you have to be able to do it successfully. Otherwise, what are you changing for? And it it, it just feels, I mean, I, I'm glad Seattle's out of the playoffs, but like, it, it's baffling to me that they lost this game. I, and like watching it, I, the whole time I was just like, there's, they're going to get there at some point, right? And they had some big plays. DK Metcalf had a big play or two. Um, and, you, and you felt like maybe they were just one away. But, man, they just looked so disjointed on offense. It was very frustrating. I don't. I guess I'm trying to think of, like, my rooting. It, it was frustrating to watch because you felt like it should have been better, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I wasn't necessarily rooting for it, but you just felt like something should be better here. Right. Yeah, no, and I think that's I think that's exactly it. I mean, obviously, there's like a little affinity for Russell, but yeah. it just I mean, yeah, big one. Yeah. yeah, it just didn't seem like we were watching the best of right. We weren't watching yeah. best efforts. I think that was I think that's the sentiment it was coming from. Yeah, and it was just a weird game because you you're kind of thinking, okay, you have a backup quarterback and and all that, and and what that entails. Like, Wofford was from. Wake Forest, so I did want to make a, like, oh, I might throw four interceptions and six passes joke. <laughs> uh, oh, one of the things about winning bowl games, Marlo, I wanted to, uh, we, we didn't, I don't think we mentioned, but I've noticed the past couple of weeks, so, you know, how you have the ESPN app, right, and yeah. you have your My Favorites? Yeah, yeah. It keeps that bowl game score up there for a long time. <laughs> so, so every time I open it up, it's like, oh, yeah, we won our bowl game. Yeah. So there's, an, there's another reason to want to win bowl games. Yeah. Uh, so you can look at that even into well into – I don't know when it will go away. I'll, I'll report back on the pod when it goes away. But uh, it's still up there. It still makes me smile every time I look and see that we beat Wake Forest in that stupid mail bowl. Um, all right. So Rams move on, and they will play the Packers because Tampa Bay beat the Washington football team – and I guess I'll ask this. Do you – so Tampa Bay won, and they the outcome was never really in doubt, I don't think. But do you kind of discredit their win, or do you have questions about Tampa Bay because they didn't really put them away? Yeah, I have questions about how that – oh, and now – okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I pulled the KC. Cleveland just scored a yeah. touchdown. Um, so oh, I'm behind. I'm ready to watch it. So, yeah. But, you know, uh, the Washington football team comes on with a backup, backup, backup. Like, Washington's quarterback situation all season has been crazy. And, yeah. it, you know, it stays to the storyline that they go into the playoffs. They made the playoffs, and now it goes crazy. I guess this guy just came out of your typical accounting story, uh, taking accounting classes, whatever he was doing. Yeah. But he had a decent game. Um, yeah, he played really well. He played pretty good. Not only from, like, he hadn't been in the league. <laughs> all season, <laughs> yeah. He was like, signing the practice squad, like, a week ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, all right. So that would be very worrisome. Um, that'd be very worrisome to me. So I don't know. You know, Tampa's been a weird team all season, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you can watch the teams they beat to the teams they've, they've lost to. I mean, they lost to the Saints twice, and they haven't been close either time. Yet they go up and, you know, beat a team like the Packers, right? So yeah. it's uh, and lose to a team like the Bears. Uh, so yeah, that's just. I mean, it's just a weird team. So I would be worried if I was a Tampa Bay fan if there are any. Um, but again, they could they could kind of they could turn it on too. So we'll see. It was a weird game. I, it was that game kind of sucked because it was coming off those two good games. Yeah, and then we went to that for that Saturday night, and it was kind of like, oh, you're. I was feeling good about, oh my god, this is so great having the third game on, and then 
I was watching just because of that guy halfway. I was like, this is shitty football. <laughs> yeah. Looking at Tampa's schedule, yeah, you mentioned it, that kind of their, their ups and downs, uh, it made me think, what good team have they beaten? So looking at their schedule, uh, their best win is – I mean, I, I, they beat the Packers. Yeah. That's a good win, right? Yeah. I, outside of that, because that game felt, in the moment, very fluky. Not to make excuses – and to be fair, I did not want to play Tampa Bay again. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm we're playing the Rams, and I don't feel great about that. Their next best win is probably against the Raiders. <laughs> probably against the Raiders. Maybe how did the Falcons end up? They beat the Falcons twice. Nice. They don't have another good win. So yeah. their they their losses were to the Chiefs, to the Rams, while close, the Bears, and the Saints. So kind of any time they played a team that had a Winning record. They had a pretty soft schedule, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, by the looks of it. Um, so interesting. Um, I have a lot more doubts now about Tim Bay than I did when I when I wrote this this down. Um, I still think they do too much of Bruce Arians' offense as opposed to Tom Brady's offense. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that with Tom Brady in a game against a team like the Saints, uh, you open him up to throws he either could never make or can't make any more um, and, and opportunities for uh, him to make those errors, right? And Tom Brady's whole quarterback successes, he doesn't make those errors, the, the big errors. And they, they showed a stat that he has the most, what was it, 20-plus yard passes in yeah. the NFL this year, which seems crazy. <laughs> it makes sense with their weapons, right? Yeah. But at the same time, this is Tom Brady who has never – Outside of what that the year they went sixteen and one and had Randy Moss or the years they had Randy Moss, you know he's not a chuck it down the field guy, and especially at forty three or whatever the hell he is, um, I don't know. It, some concerns there that they haven't kind of gelled the system with the quarterback very well, um, and yeah, not being able to put away uh, Heineke or whatever the heck his name was, a little little concerning. It was really funny though when the. Uh, Fourth string quarterback Montez thought he was going to come in. <laughs> yeah, 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 and he's like pumping up people on the sideline, and then out comes Heineke with his left arm just dangling, and <laughs> Montez is like, "Are you go get him, man? <laughs> you got, you got this. Go get him." <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, all right, but other than that, yeah, you're right. It was it was pretty underwhelming comparative to to the other games on. Uh, on Saturday. Um, all right, so now I guess all we have left is uh, Cleveland-Pittsburgh, which got out to Cleveland up 28-0. to zero. Pittsburgh clawed their way back to, uh, what was it, 28 or 35-23, uh, but then Cleveland, as Marlo talked, mentioned just a minute ago, scored. Feels like it's out of reach now. Yeah, well, let's, dude, what a start to that game. Who, who, everyone saw that coming, right? The first like three snaps yeah. of the game, Cleveland's up fourteen nothing. Um, none of it made sense. I, I thought, okay, you know, I think at tw- at fourteen, I was like, all right, this is this is this is how you really break a te- like a city's heart. You get up, you know, these quick fourteen points, and you find a way to lose it. Twenty one, yeah. I thought, okay, this is even more of a heartbreaker. Twenty eight, I thought the game was over, and then it looked like they, like you said, Pittsburgh kind of came back, and I thought this was when they turned it on, but. They just gave up a freaking screen pass for a touchdown. So, like I said, any game Sunday. So, you think the Browns will pull this off? I think they got it. Uh, hold on. They're up three scores with 12 minutes. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm jinxing them here, but 
Um, yeah, you mentioned the the first snap went over uh, Big Ben's head. Uh, he put Cam Newton to shame as far as not diving on a ball. <laughs> well, him and Connor just sit there looking at the ball, and then Connor jumps on like, it and then makes the ball go into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Not great. But Big Ben was just kind of standing there like, you, so you going to get this or, or what? Yeah. And the, yeah. uh, that was really bad. Uh, so their their first four drives were what fumble for a touchdown, uh, interception, punt. I think was a three and out, and then yeah. interception. So not great uh, on that. Um, but then Cleveland's essentially been playing uh, prevent defense since the second quarter. So this is a really weird game. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. I think I'm still trying to digest it. If there's anything to take out of it, it, it feels very fluky. Although I think that these teams are pretty even in the in the grand scheme, so I wouldn't have been surprised. I'm surprised by this outcome because, again, I'm saying outcome as it's happening, but I'm I'm gonna make some presumptions here um, by because the time Cleveland. You hear this? It's going to be yeah. It will be final, and you'll know. Maybe my presumptions make me look incredibly stupid, but that won't be the first time, right? Um, <clears throat> like I will. The fact that they jumped out to such a big lead was surprising, although I'm not surprised that they won this game because I thought this game was more of a toss-up than the other playoff games were. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll know. There we go. You'll know there we go. Again, it's hard to make proclamations and, and takes when, when it's happening right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like they're both good but flawed teams. So for different for very different reasons. So, all right. Um, on to next weekend. We're gonna again. We're gonna for this the sake of this. We'll act as if I think the Browns win because again it looks pretty likely. So, we got the Packers, Rams, Marlowe, Saints, Bucks, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. Um, how do you want to talk about which matchup are you the most excited about? You can't pick the Packers, Rams because that's the one I'm the most excited oh, about. Jeez. Well. You can pick that one if that's what no, you're I most think Bills Ravens. Bills Ravens okay. is probably gonna be the best. Uh, you know, best one. We got uh, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, kind of two. You know, two different. Well, not really two different philosophies, but you know, it could turn into it could turn into a high scoring affair, um, quite possibly. So that I feel like that was gonna be most entertaining. The one that the media is gonna eat up is Saints Bucks. Brady Breeze. Yeah, uh, that if you're going to hear about that all week. So, I mean, if you look what we got left here in the um, in the playoffs, like look the the quarterbacks phenomenal, right? You got um, obviously Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. You got the two young guys in mm. in uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and then you got a reigning MVP and Baker Mayfield. Yeah. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good slate. In quarterback Jared Goff. Well, uh, broken thumb. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I. It is. It is a good slate. It. I think it makes sense that you know each of these teams are here here kind of for that reason. Again, the the Rams. <laughs> I just. Can't, I, I I still don't know how they won the game. I wanted. I was rooting for. The, I was. I, I was rooting. I was hoping the Rams would win. So that the Seahawks would be out through that whole game, and then the second they won, I went, "Oh shit! I don't know if I want to play the Rams," because <laughs> um, the defense is is crazy good. You mentioned uh, Aaron Donald uh, is probably going to play. He did look like he hurt his ribs or something, but yeah. I'm sure he'll play through that. Um, I don't know how serious it is, but 
you know, just him being Aaron, Aaron O'Donnell and being superhuman. Um, really interesting matchup with uh, McVeigh and Lafleur. Um, and oh, Pittsburgh scored really quick. Maybe yeah, it's not yeah. over. <laughs> um, uh, shoot, who's their cornerback? Um, against uh, Adams will be a really good matchup. Um, it, 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 there are a lot of interesting matchups throughout the field. In the end, I hope the Packers have enough offense to overcome the the the, the Rams' defensive uh, abilities, and I think that we're we're seeing a different Jared Goff than the year he went to the Super Bowl, or maybe we're seeing a different offense around him. Obviously, he has the thumb injury, uh, but they don't have Cam Akers was really good against the Seahawks, but he they got to that Super Bowl on Todd Gurley. Yeah, um, and as good as Cam Akers has been, he hasn't been that Todd Gurley level of talent. Um, and if that's not there, I think you start to see the flaws in Jared Goff's game, uh, let alone when he's, uh, uh, injured, um, let alone when he's healthy in, in this case injured. So, uh, we'll see, but I'm, I guess I'll, I'll say I'm relatively optimistic. Um, I think the Chiefs Browns game, uh, since we haven't talked about that one, I agree with you 100 percent on the on the uh, announcers or excuse me on the media for Saints Bucks. It's kind of I'm sure that if that hasn't been well, I don't know. Did they say what the night game is yet? I know the Packers are playing on Saturday. Um, maybe we can we can find that. Um, this doesn't have it. Shoot. Um, but I can I can see that being the night game and us having to see that graphic and, and hearing about that. Um, a lot, but I think Chiefs Browns could be interesting because the Browns have their running attack that I think can do the whole keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Uh, that will make it interesting, but then in the end, Mahomes will just win the game because he's Patrick Mahomes. And he'll just do just enough at the end because he always seems to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I think a really interesting slate. Really, uh, I don't. Know. You got the Bills and the Browns in the second round again. Pending the result of this game, they're up 13 now with 11 minutes. God, that happened fast. Yeah, a good next. I'm excited for next weekend. Uh, I think some of the teams that lost should play at the the noon time. Yeah, just throw I've, them out there. I've, you know, two I've teams heard, that lost. I've heard this. I've heard this. <laughs> this this been floated around. Have the consolation games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thrown in. Give us our three games. Give us our full day. Yeah. God damn it. I mean, I, that said, I don't want to see the Bears play Washington football team. Ooh, I'd rather be good. I'd rather not watch that. <laughs> what if you play for like a draft spot and the winner gets Ooh. the better draft spot? The better spot. draft spot? Ooh. Be interesting. Be a way for the Bears to climb a couple of spots. There you go. Actually, so actually the, Bear, the football team would have a worse draft spot because they won the division, right? I don't know how it yeah, works. Yeah, Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't know how that works. Anyways. All right. Exciting weekend next weekend. I'm very excited. Before we get to next weekend, though, we are going to have the national championship game tomorrow. Ooh, Marlo. Yeah. Alabama, Ohio State. Um, when the um, semifinals happened, I thought, I cannot wait. Like, how this day cannot come soon enough. And I got totally distracted by the football game this weekend. And I don't want to say forgot about it, but it definitely went to the back of my mind. Yeah, I think I for I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that because then when the promo came up with the ABC game, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, that's happening Monday. So let's go. We got Alabama, Ohio State. Um, 
we all thought we were down in Miami. Who you got? Well, I'm going to go with Alabama to win, and I will take the over because I want it to be. I'm, I'm not going to actually bet the over, but like you know, hypothetically, <laughs> um, I think I think it's going to be a really high scoring. I, I think that Alabama's offense uh, is that good. And I think their defense is not as good as it has been in the past. Um, and will uh, will uh, Ohio State will score to keep it close, but Alabama will run away with it. And I'm thinking something like 42-35, something Ooh, like that. Dang. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I'm going to go with Alabama um, I, I to the firepower. I think, I think they, like you said, they, they both have firepower, but I think – they got, they're getting Waddle back. Are they? Yeah. yeah I think he's going to play because oh, I think shit. he wants to go pro and wants to show he can got it. run routes and stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I think Alabama has a different level of firepower than, than yeah. Ohio State. So, yeah. Um, I would take, I would definitely take the over on this, but I think the, I think the spread's going to be a little bit wider. Uh, with Alabama taking the game, I think it will be close for the first half. Alabama make adjustments and send Ohio State on its way home, and that will be it. I just, I'm definitely, I'm definitely will spend this entire game pulling for whoever's losing and then getting mad when they uh, start winning. That's <laughs> the whole time. Okay, I will, it will go back and forth like that for me. Um, I'm trying to pull up like. What the odds are and stuff, or oh, I have to click there. I have to click there. Does that work? I don't want to read your article. Uh, okay, Alabama by eight and a half. Woo. Seems high. Over under is seventy five and a half. That also seems very high. Yeah. But I think it'll go go over. Like I said, well, I, my score goes over, right? I said forty two. Yeah, your yeah. score goes over. Barely though. Yeah, that's a high over under. Holy, it is high. Holy. The sharps know. Eight and a half seems high. Yeah, it's high. It's very high. But hmm, interesting. I think it's where it's at. All right. Anything else on that? I don't think so. All right. There's college football. There's NFL football, and then there is Casey's corner kick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, pretty, I guess, down week as far as my interest in in soccer this week, Marlo. Um, uh, Football kind of took the headliner. And also the Premier League was off, so it was the FA Cup. We had the third round of the FA Cup. Uh, and I guess the highlights of that for me, Liverpool defeating uh, essentially Aston Villa's academy. They sent a picture out. They won 4-1, to one, and it was actually closer than that. It took a long time for Liverpool to kind of pull away in this one. Uh, and they sent out a picture of their academy players, mainly you know teenagers, late teenagers, uh, they were getting on a mini bus to go back to <laughs> go back from the game, and it, they just looked like a high school team. <laughs> and I was like, "This team hung around Liverpool for like sixty minutes. It was it was crazy." Um, but Liverpool moves on. And, I mean, third cup are still early on. And the other highlight was um, Tottenham goes to it was like fourth division or fifth division, a really low division. English team Marine uh, and they're just like a local club and they're playing Tottenham a Premier League team Tottenham won 5-0 to zero, but like their field is like or their pitch I guess mm-hmm. 
there's just houses around it. It's like just a neighborhood little field. <laughs> and Tottenham's playing there. It was unbelievable. It was so cool to see. And they hung with them for, I don't know, 15 minutes. They hit one off the post. It would have been really cool if they took the lead um, in that. But that was really neat. So the FA Cup rolls on. Um, in German soccer, uh, an American teenager, 19-year-old, Hop, I, th- I believe it's pronounced Hoppy, at least that's how a kid I grew up with whose name was spelled like that pronounced it. He had a hat trick. He plays for Schalke, um, and he breaks Schalke's 30-game winless streak. So they hadn't won. They've either lost or drawn for 30 games. He has a hat trick in this game. They beat, I believe it was Hoffenheim, 4-0. Uh, to zero. He has three goals, and they were all quite clinical, too. Uh, one, he beats the keeper, two, just first touches, uh, one with the outside of the boot. Um, and another young American doing well, uh, presumably, in in Europe. So it was it was very cool to see see that happen. Uh, the matchup next weekend, Liverpool and United, they sit atop the Premier League, and they will be playing each other next week, Sunday. Uh, so tune into that one. It could go a long way in determining who wins the league this year. So I'll be tuning into that one. I hope you all will as well. I know Marla will. So. Yeah, always. All right, that's it. That that is. Oh, Ronaldo tied um, the all-time goals record. So one more goal, and he will have the most goals of anybody in organized soccer ever. All right, congratulations, Ronaldo. Uh, there we go. That's it for the corner kick. We have our throw-ins, Casey. You got any throw-ins? Yes. Yeah. All right, hockey's it? back Wednesday, Marlo. Are you excited? Super excited. Corey Crawford retired, so the Hawks need a goalie. That's all I know. Okay, I know less. I know <laughs> I don't know anything. I uh, I saw that uh, Chara is on not on Pittsburgh anymore. He is on Washington. So that looked weird. The tall guy. Yeah. 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 Um, I bet the Red Wings will stink because they've been really bad lately. There we so. go. There we so go. For all your hard, all your hard-hitting <laughs> hockey notes, it's our come here. Preseason <laughs> hockey highlight. I broke it down. Blackhawks need a goalie. Red Wings probably suck. Char is on a different team. There you go. Covered all the bases. There it is. Um, um, other thing, uh, real quick, there was a yeah. Heisman given out, and it wasn't a quarterback. Oh, yeah. It's not a quarterback. Yeah, it's nice that they decided to do that after Jonathan Taylor's college career, that they actually honor <laughs> non-quarterback players. He wasn't even invited once. Yeah. It's absurd. It's, absurd. it's honestly absurd that that had happened. Um, yeah, I think it's just a weird year. And I don't know if Devonta Smith is the best player. He certainly seems to be the uh, best highlight. Oh, for sure. And that's it. Feels like that's what won it this year. Yeah, that makes yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I didn't. I didn't watch the ceremony. Did you? No. No. Yeah. Is I didn't. I don't why. I can't do that. It's not a Nickelodeon. I'm not watching. Yeah. It, so. There you go. All right. Thought we should just mention that. that was, <laughs> love. Yeah. I that's a good. Now no, that, that's a good catch. Well, it's it's the quarterbacks who. I mean, it was him, Mac Jones, and Trask, right? Yeah. And Trask fell off the face of the earth towards the end of the season. And Mac Jones, you just look at it and you're like, we're really going to give this guy the Heisman? <laughs> and the voter said, no, so we're going to give it to the non-quarterback. It was yeah. it was very weird in, like, basically to win a Heisman, you have to be a quarterback 
or be on Alabama and not a quarterback. And that's the only way you win a Heisman. There you go. And it's really, there's the, there's really the, annoying. There you go. You can pull the Brit Musburger, okay? All you guys around the country, if you – never mind. All right. Um, <laughs> what, what else? Are you, you doing got? a Brent Musburger there? I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, I was going the Brent Musburger. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, any other throw-ins? I realized uh, – I think this was sent to my email and looked at, but Hulu no longer carries the regional Fox Sports Networks. Did hell? you know this? No, I didn't. Uh, I was f- searching for Fox Sports Wisconsin because I wanted to watch the Bucks game. They don't carry it anymore. And apparently when Fox – oh, no. When Disney bought Fox, they had to divest the regional sports networks. They're still called Fox Sports Networks, but they were bought up by somebody else, right? Yeah. I don't know. I forget the name of the company. Um, and they were unable to reach an agreement with Hulu, and I no longer get that. So, Which was probably, what, 45% of the reason you got Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crap. Um, I feel for you. We should fight for your right for Fox Sports Regionals. What else? I mean, what else? What else are you gonna do? I don't know. I might have to go back to cable tomorrow. I might oh have to. no! Oh no! Don't do it. They raised their prices too. They raised their prices and dropped regional. Like for baseball season, I I will have to have it. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I can. I, I'm contemplating buying the NBA pass for the Bucks. <laughs> I think it's like forty dollars. Oh, is it? Yeah, go for it. For one team. But it's stupid. I live in Wisconsin. I shouldn't have to pay <laughs> to watch local coverage. It's really dumb. I'm really upset about it. And it happened like a year ago. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I mean, it happened a year ago. It happened at some point when, like, and then the you know contract ran out. So it was between when baseball season ended and now. Because okay. I was trying to watch Bucks games, like I said. And I let a couple go by because they were on national. They were on like TNT, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I just can't get it because it's on national." Right, it's blacked out. Yeah, yeah. Well, now no, you realize it's, it. It's, it's now I realize. All right. It. Well, I'm, everyone, I'm, go, I'm really upset. Go write a letter. Go write a letter to yeah. Hulu. Go write a letter to Fox Sports Wisconsin. Tell them to figure it out. Figure it out and get Casey his local Fox Sports Network. It's really coverage. annoying. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. All right. Any other throw-ins, Casey? That's all. I now got. that we got everyone on your side, no other random rants. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we'll have a fantastic weekend next week. We're going to talk about hopefully again. Um, it's now Casey's turn to talk playoff football for his team. Yeah. Um, until then, you can find us at, on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan. That is it for me. Casey, you got any last words? Well, as always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.